my song Thick Mommy that I put out in 2021. I had put it out on TikTok previously just to kind of get a feel for like what do people think about this? Like I like when I put it out, I was like I knew like okay, it's kind of catchy. Like hopefully people on TikTok like it. Before I actually officially released it, people were like grabbing onto it and like doing like a little trend or whatever. I'm pretty proud of what has uh, come out so far, and I'm just really looking forward to our feminine energy. Fingers crossed, it goes viral. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I'm playing Capital Block Party, which is like this festival they have here in Seattle every summer. I've been to the festival like consistently for the past like six years. So I've always like been like, oh man, how fun would it be to like play it one day this year? I'm playing on the same day as like Rico Nasty and Pink Panther. So like I'm super excited about that. If you're like me and you're interested in the YouTube or creator space, you should check out The Published Press. The Published Press is a completely free newsletter founded by YouTubers Colin and Samir. They host their own podcast talking to some of YouTube's largest creators. They've edited some of the best content I've seen on YouTube, and now they're sharing their knowledge about the YouTube space with you for free. The Published Press comes out three times a week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, with everything going on with your favorite creators and platforms. And like I said, it's completely free. Just enter your email address to receive the Published Press whenever it comes out, and that's it. So what are you waiting for? Click the link in the description below, sign up to the Published Press, and get all the info you need on the industry. She's a genreless artist with anecdotal lyrics. She started her own band at age 17, and she has a new single, Dark Feminine Energy, out May 15th. Please welcome Bruhita XO to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on, learn a bit more about your music, both released and upcoming, and just get to know a bit more about like who you are, your journey, everything like that. So just first question to get right into it. Uh, before becoming Bruhita XO, like I mentioned, you started your own band, Lowest Priority in Seattle. What was yeah. that sort of time like for you? What lessons did you learn with that like introduction to music, anything like that? Yeah, so um, I am from Washington, um, the rainy state, and I actually grew up in a small town about like two hours north of Seattle. And so I just really grew up like ha like music was pretty much the only thing I had growing up. So like I was in like like bands with my brother. We did like metalcore stuff. We did like our own little singer songwriter type stuff growing up. And then like, you know, when the Tumblr era came along, I really started being more drawn to like hardcore and punk and like pop punk the whole night. And I'm just like, wow, this like community seems so dope. Um, so eventually I like when I was like 15 and 16 I started recording like my own hardcore music like still like in my hometown like with my brother and um I really want to start going to hardcore shows so I finally convinced my mom to like let me venture to Seattle which was like at the time not that far but like as a 15 year old like by yourself it's kind of far so she eventually like like okay as long as you're safe you can go and so I started going to like hardcore shows and like met a bunch of people in the community. And yeah, I started a band. Um, well, I actually put out the demo like before the band was a thing. It was just me. I recorded the guitar and like my um, the demo like with my brother. And then like once I actually like, moved to Seattle, like met um, the girls, we actually like formed a band like 
I want to say like a year and a half later, it was actually like formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just so, so you sort of, I see that that's how you got your roots in like that sort of music, being able to like go now and then to shows and then eventually just start making that type of music on your own. Yeah. Um, what sort of tips or advice would you give to other people who are like in that process of starting a band or starting their own music? Yeah, like whatever project it is. Um, I don't know. The internet is an amazing resource, um, no matter what genre. And yeah, I would just say connect with um, the community, like whatever genre it may be, and keep writing music. And if you have access to, you know, record that music, whether you're like doing it on your iPhone or you're doing it like actually in a studio, just like get as many ideas down as possible, like on Notes app or just like, like I said, like um, voice memos. But if you have like access to a studio, like that is like obviously the way to go. But like for me, like I, all I had really had was like recording demos like on my iPhone and then like saving that and remembering the idea so like eventually like it could be a year later it could be like six months later like you know actually being able to record it in the studio so yeah just hold on to those ideas are you a music artist trying to find a way to get your music on as many streaming platforms as possible then check out DistroKid DistroKid is a super user-friendly and super easy-to-use service that will make your music available in stores like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, Snapchat, everything. Everything you could imagine, it's available. People will even be able to add your songs into their Instagram stories. DistroKid helps you with the distribution, monetization, and promotion of all of your music. Use the link in the description of this video for 7% off any DistroKid package you want. Pick from musician packages designed to help artists get their own music out there, or even get a label package where you can manage up to 100 artists from one profile. So that's more for like managers, labels, and you can also get the musician package that I mentioned earlier, which is more for artists, producers, things like that. It's super easy and you can get 7% off any package right now with the link in the description of this video. So once again, drilling for a way to get your music on as many streaming platforms as possible. I'm talking any platform you can think of. Get DistroKid and get 7% off right now with the link in the description. Back to the program. A little after lowest priority at like you know, around 2021, you start releasing as Ruhita XO. Where does yeah. that name come from? What's the meaning behind it? Everything like that. Okay, so I was actually thinking about this the other day because, like, Ruhita has actually been a thing for like a really long time. But so basically, it originated as just like a username because, like, when I was like in the hardcore scene, I was um, like vegan straight edge. Like, I was like straight edge, vegan, like part of that community. And like, my username on Instagram was Ruhita XVX. Um, and I just like came up for Hita, like, you know, it just means little witch. It's like a cute little name that like I put in front of XVX. And then eventually I ended up breaking straight edge when I was like 19. And I still like really like was vibing with Rahita. And I was like, this is actually super cute. And at the time I had actually started coming up with ideas for Rahita music and I hadn't recorded anything yet, but I was just like stewing in like my brain 
that I wanted to start doing this kind of like side project. So I changed my username to Brahita XO, um, which it isn't right now, but it will be soon. But like, I basically just like ported this name and I'm like, okay, I think I want this to be like my side project name. Um, so that's kind of how like Brahita came to be the name at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And now, you know, going back sort of to lowest priority when you were performing live, bringing up, you know, like going to all these uh, venues to perform, what was your first live show? Like just take us like to that concert backstage with you and your band what was that moment oh, like? oh backstage oh my gosh so it was actually at this like pretty iconic diy spot in seattle called black lodge um which just yeah it's just a really amazing um diy space underground um and i had gone to like a lot of shows there growing up when i was like 15 16 and then finally uh it came to be that lowest priority was like we had enough music we've been practicing we'd actually been practicing for like the band like started we started having practices like in december of 2015 and then we had like our very first show um like right after my birthday in 2016 so we were like practicing like writing songs for like four months leading up to like our first show and yeah we were all like really nervous and i was like nervous and excited and I've never like, I always like wanted to like yell behind the microphone but I'd never like done like a full song to it I always just like did the guest vocals at like hardcore shows but mm. I never fully done it to my own music and at the time we still didn't have a demo out so I'm just like on a whim like how am I gonna sound I sounded crazy like I'm sure you can find the video somewhere on YouTube of like the first show but I just sounded like definitely not how I would have sounded like years later um, but it was a lot of fun. A lot of friends came out and it was definitely like one of the most memorable first shows you can have. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And, you know, more recently artists, bands of any genre, any like level have been able to sort of find their own niche or find fans through like social media, online, YouTube, TikTok, everything like that. Um, but a lot of artists are sort of falling into the trap of like oh I just need this catchy like hook to you know become a viral TikTok sound and a lot yeah. of people are getting careers based off of that what yeah. do you think about that whole sort of like mindset or world and how do you still keep like the feeling of such like a niche genre uh yeah. in that sort of world yeah it's kind of hard because like, I actually love TikTok and like I'm a big like TikTok user and like with my song Thick Mommy that I put out in 2021, um, I had put it out on TikTok previously just to kind of get a feel for like, what do people think about this? Like I like when I put it out, I was like, I knew like, okay, it's kind of catchy. Like hopefully people on TikTok like it. And it's like before I actually officially released it, people were like grabbing onto it and like doing like a little trend or whatever. But it definitely is like, it's kind of hard. Like you have to really you know, know that like, no matter what you put out, like, if you think it's good, and you know, like fans are gonna be attracted to it, like whether or not it goes viral on TikTok or not, you just have to like, know they have to keep putting out music because like, obviously, we had music and like, um, you know, artists coming up through SoundCloud before TikTok. And so it's like, it you shouldn't like value your worth as an artist based on how viral you go. Because mm -hmm 
had you know music and people coming up like through SoundCloud and stuff for like years so I guess just like maintaining that like um drive to continue like making art and continue making music I definitely have a lot of respect for these artists on TikTok who do like put out viral songs and then keep coming with it and keep putting out more viral songs and it's it's like a lot of hard work because you have to you know make the content to go along with it and like the timing it's a lot it honestly super frustrating and um you know you gotta work you gotta work it out and uh, figure out what works for, for you so yeah I definitely have a lot of respect for that like um this phase of life that we're in right now with TikTok but also like I try not to let it like get you down or like discourage you yeah 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 but I think something you mentioned that is important is just like keeping tabs on like the work these artists are putting in because yeah. while like whoever views it sits there for 15 seconds 30 seconds whatever it is and watches it and that's pretty fast and simple for them but yeah. like doing something like this where I'm creating content and have to edit things and put it on different platforms I know how much work even when I watch like a 15 second promo video with like animated subtitles music playing in the background vertical it's like I know the time and hours put into editing that even for a specific platform I mean I've seen artists like put one video on TikTok and put a completely like different edited video on Instagram yeah and so just knowing that as simple as it looks there's a lot of work that goes into it and they're consistently doing the work it's not like they yeah. it's like their first TikTok or something for sure yeah and for you when you're sort of coming up with a new song or in a creative in the creative process what does that look like for you to sort of start a song and eventually get it to like a finished product you talked a lot about like holding on to ideas so sort of once you find one that you're like okay I think I'm gonna start like having this evolve and make it into a song what does that look like for you just a a few I feel like a couple different creative process processes for me that I've had with like the last few songs that um I have and like the one that I'm about to put out so like um I would say mostly just like I come up with an idea for like a hook in my head just like writing it down right away on notes on my notes app on my phone and then like if I'm thinking of like how I want the melody to go to just like also you know if I can like make it out like on voice memos I usually try to record that and like a lot of the songs that I've like came up with ideas for before I even had like the beat or before I was even able to able to like play guitar to it because like with Dark Feminine Energy and Thick Mommy I, I recorded that guitar myself so if I don't have access to my guitar, but I'm trying to get a feel for how I want like the vibe to be, I'll just go on SoundCloud and like type in like XYZ type B, like Summer Walker type B, Kehlani type B, like whatever I'm like trying to like have like the energy of the song be, whether it's like slow or upbeat. And I'll just like listen to a bunch of different beats and then sing the like the hook or whatever that I have in my head over it. And if I feel like it makes sense, I'll also record that on my voice memos just so I can like hold on to the idea that this is how I want the vibe to go. And then later I can like come to my guitar or I can like come to my piano and then figure out how I really want it to sound in my own melody, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's, that's just kind of like the more like uh, technical aspect of like how you come up with ideas, but it's like for lyrics, if I'm really trying to get in like the zone, like I need to be in like a self-care type of like zone, like with like dark feminine energy, like I was like 
blinds down, essential oils blowing. Like I need to get like in the spiritual zone. Like I had to be very clear. You need that dark feminine energy. Yeah. Like I had to get in that, like, very, you have to be in the right, you know, state of mind to, to write lyrics that are like truly authentic to you. Um, whether you're like in distress or you're really just trying to get the point across with like, you know, the type, the type of vibe that that song is. But like, I remember for that specific song, like, you know, coming out May 15th, it's coming out really soon. Um, I actually wrote that song a year ago. And the day that I recorded the song, I don't know if you're about to ask about this, but I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of talking about it already. Like with that songwriting process for Dark Feminine Energy, I had already come up with a hook like months earlier. And then with like the lyrics, I was like still kind of stewing on what I wanted the verses to be. So like the same day that I had um, scheduled to go into the studio, I was still finishing the verses. So it was like morning. I started like finishing the verses like 10 a.m., was in the studio by noon, recorded the whole song. And then I actually had a show that night and I performed it for the first time at the show. So it was like I finished the lyrics that morning, recorded it in the studio. (laughs) played it the same night and I'm like wow I really got that done in one day <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so you know like like you said it's coming out May 15 people can listen to it soon uh prob- probably by the time this comes out you can go and listen to it stream it whatever just tell us more about the song itself the lyrics anything you're comfortable sharing now before uh release what sort of can listeners look forward to from this song well, I think um, it's a lot different than anything I've ever done before. Like the two songs that I have out right now, like Cam Girl, it's like obviously like a super slow, like intimate vibe and then like Thick Mommy too. But I think the one similarity that people are going to draw from the two songs is like, I don't know, I really have always been drawn to like um, Spanish guitar, flamenco guitar. And so those two um, elements of both of those songs, you can kind of draw that similarity and also just like the sensuality about both songs you'll draw like the similarities even though um dark feminine energy is like a lot more upbeat you know like i'm hoping it's getting it it's going to get people like moving at shows and yeah i guess i'm i'm just really excited to kind of go towards this newer sound that i've never haven't done before it's kind of scary because um you know you don't know how people are going to react to it but at the same time like i've been like sitting on this song for so long and i'm just like I just need to put this out. Whatever the reaction is going to be, it is what it is. And I'm just going to keep it pushing and keep making music. Um, and then, like, as far as the lyrics, um, they're just, like, very personal to, personal to me. I want it to obviously, like, invoke, like, positive emotions for everybody and hopefully just be, like, a song of, like, self-care, but also something you can dance to. And, yeah, I think that just about covers it. Nice, nice. and. So it seems like, you know, throughout any song you're have you're like inspired by other artists, certain sounds. How do you sort of use that inspiration in your music, but put your own like style or touch on it to make sure it doesn't sound identical? Yeah. Um I obviously have like a bunch of different influences ranging from like many different areas and like like you said at the beginning of this interview, which I've never thought of like my music is like kind of genreless I guess it's kind of hard to describe like when I'm submitting it to you know show other people I'm like uh is it R&B or is it pop or is it like Latin I don't know 
is it <laughs> I have no idea alternative so sometimes I have no idea you know really like how to like label it and um yeah um sorry what was what was the last part of the question just how do you sort of like balance oh, like balance the inspiration with your own sound um I don't know like a lot of the times like if I'm feeling the type of the, the type of vibe for the song and like I have an idea like oh, okay I want to draw influence from this artist or draw influence from this artist it's hard to say I think it's more of just like a um auditorial influence because it doesn't really ever translate necessarily into my like my final product for my song um necessarily because I don't know it's hard to say I have a really deep voice and like I feel like I'm always looking for like representation or like other influences and in artists who have like deeper voices and I feel like a lot of these like artists like um like female artists or femme artists have like a lot higher voices so I'm always like trying to find like artists who have like deeper more sultry voices um because honestly just like it makes me feel like okay like you're doing something that sounds great and I want to, you know, get to that level of, you know, being super confident in my work and putting it out and other people like receiving it and having great reception. So like, you know, I really am drawn to like artists like Sade. Um, I feel like Kali Uchis has a pretty good range as well. So yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, with uh, Cam Girl or Thick Mommy, are either of those songs that sort of defied your expectations on how they would perform in a sense of like you were really excited about one and put it out and it didn't do as well or you sort of put one out like okay I guess I'll put this one out and then it did better than you expected yeah I don't know I think definitely Thick Mommy exceeded my expectations of how it was gonna go it was definitely my first like major release um since like doing this outside of the pandemic because it was all really like born in the pandemic writing the music and um all the uh visuals and stuff but um I think I've just always had fun with it I've never taken it like too seriously um just because like I also do marketing like in my like in my main um you know job so I'm always looking at it from like a marketing perspective too and I just try to do my best when it comes to that kind of stuff like I'm not gonna like get upset if you know it doesn't do you know quite as well as I would have hoped just because I know that I'm putting in my best foot forward as far as marketing and um you know obviously the music is what it is like um but like I don't know I I think I'm I'm pretty proud of what has uh come out so far and I'm just really looking forward to our feminine energy fingers crossed it goes viral <laughs> I'm just kidding but um, yeah. yeah 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 and so with like your music as a whole just your career is there any one like overarching message you have with your songwriting or is it really just like a more song to song basis um for sure I feel like song to song basis but also like I don't feel like I have any like specific like agenda in my music it's just more so very all like all very personal to me and like whatever I'm feeling about writing that day like I feel like all three songs are all three songs that I have right now well including Dark Feminine Energy that's about to come out 
are all like pretty different and like have like their own vibe and so like just like staying like authentic to myself and whatever I you know feel like writing um just staying true to that not trying to skew towards like anything too trendy yeah yeah Yeah. um and so just like if you got this magical opportunity to sort of make a song with any artist in the world who would you want to collaborate with on a song yeah that's such a hard question there's so (laughs) many people oh man I kind of want to pick someone like totally out of my sphere of genre um oh my gosh that's a hard one I mean like first coming to mind as far as like uh working together like in this range of music I feel like maybe someone like Rosalia she's been pretty influential and she really like brought me back to um Spanish guitar I grew up around like flamenco music and like Spanish guitar like with my dad playing it and it was just like a really big part of like my childhood and as I got older I you know wasn't hearing it as much like it just got further and further away from me but like once I had heard her um her songs like that incorporated it and it was also like pop music and like alternative I was like whoa this is pretty cool and I was like definitely drawn to create my own version of that um just like bringing me back to my roots so maybe someone like Rosalia in like the pop like Latin um sphere of stuff but like in like the alternative oh man probably somebody like can they be dead yeah yeah sure probably like freddie mercury because he's yeah yeah and so you know similarly just like listening to music going about your day who are your sort of like three favorite bands or artists whoever you listen to bands and artists oh man um like of all time or what i've been listening to lately uh we'll go lately we'll go lately okay lately um i've been listening to a lot of like reggaeton like um and also like mexican regional music um i've been listening to um yaritza she's a mexican regional singer from here in washington in like the yakima valley i've been listening to her i've been listening to peso pluma I've been listening to Young Miko. Um, what else I, what have I been listening to? On like the rap end of things, I've been listening to Shorty Shorty's new album. And I've also, on like the hardcore end of things, I've been listening to the two new songs that Never Ending Game put out. Um, yeah, I think those that's a good scope of the things nice. that yeah. Spotify. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, on top of, I don't know if we said it enough, dark feminine energy coming out May 15th. What yeah. else is sort of upcoming for you? Anything else you have coming up or anything else you want to sort of let people in on if there is anything? Well, I haven't played a show this year yet. And my first show that I have on the books is in July and I'm playing Capital Block Party, which is like this festival they have here in Seattle every summer. And I'm pretty excited because I've been to the festival like consistently the past like 
six years so I've always like been like oh man how fun would it be to like play it one day and like this year um we're I'm playing with uh, on the same day as like Rico Nasty and Pink Panther so like I'm super excited about that um because mm-hmm. like Lois Priority has actually already played with Rico Nasty like five years ago so it's kind of like full full circle moment because like at the time like when we played with her she was like still like I feel like on the rise like still coming up I don't think she was signed yet so it's like when we played with Rico like I was like really set in my heart like when I got back to Seattle like I have to make this happen like with Brujita because it's like oh my gosh sorry (laughs) there's a dog barking but basically like when I was in LA and we got to play Nature World and have like lowest priority like a hardcore punk band be like on the same stage as like artists like with Rico and like Cupcake and stuff like that it was like okay like I've been a fan of this kind of music for a while and now like seeing that these two like type of like communities and genres can like totally mesh and like mix it's like it was like really like affirming for me to really like take that leap and do like this type of music in addition to doing like hardcore music and so it's just like a really full circle moment like yeah. now with pizza I've been a thing for like two years like getting to perform this kind of music like on the same stages or not the same stage but the same festival um yeah, with like artists, yeah no, like, that's that's awesome that you know just just playing a festival in general is awesome but especially it being one that you're like a constant fan of and you're attending each year yeah like it's awesome to see that transformation from sort of like attending it all these years to now performing at it yeah for sure yeah so yeah that's something to look forward to capital block party it's like the third weekend of july if anybody's in seattle they're going to be in the area come through um performing on sunday awesome well yeah those are all the questions i had for you today so thank you so much for coming on instagram spotify anything you want to shout out or promote just feel free to do that now Sweet. Yeah. My everything is Brujita XO, except my Instagram, which is still currently at the Divine Supreme. I was thinking about keeping it, um, but just for the sake of like um everything being like on the same search searchability, yeah. I guess, yeah. I'm gonna change it to Brujita XO in the next couple weeks. So just look out for that. I think either way, if you search Brujita XO on Instagram, you'll be able to find me. But um yeah to XO on all platforms and look out for the dark uh dark feminine energy on May 15th. Um it's coming with a visual on YouTube and TikTok. So yeah, look out for that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on and I can't wait to hear Dark Feminine Energy May 15th. Thank you. Thank you for having me.